we're back with another exciting episode of Zero Coverage. We got the Legion of Zoom today, the buddies talking tutties. On today's show, we got myself out here in Miami, Pal Crisol. Oh, Miami International. All right, and we've got from also visiting Miami from God's country, Ed Bob. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm here. And joining us on the podcast tonight in a very special circumstances via New Mexico in Miami also. We've got Beep Count joining us on the show today. What's good, y'all? Uh, Live and in person. We're, we're actually recording this outside of the Airbnb where the... Uh, Airbnb. Airbnb where we got the uh, the tutties, the... the Buddy's the the buddy socking tutties. As you heard, the uh, the airplane just flew overhead. We are right in the flight path of Miami International Airport. So nice little ambiance there. Yeah, you're going to be hearing quite a bit of that. You know, you're going to be hearing uh, some of the crickets that we got out here. You know, salute to Aaron. It's a vibe. It's yeah. it's a total vibe out here. We got some lights. We got some palm trees. We got some fronds. Crickets going. It's great. Uh, and it just happens to be Modelo time, fool. You know, so we, we got, you know, we got a few of those cracked open right now. We just spent our night at a Flanagan's watching some football. Okay. We, we spent it mostly waiting to get seated. But once we got <laughs> seated, the game was on. Two and, a, two and a half hours. Let, let, okay. Let's, let's be real. It was two and a half hours waiting out in the parking lot to get seated at the world famous Flanagan's in the Grove. And it was, I would wait four hours for those rib rolls. Easily. Easily four hours. Give me another 10. Why not? What's a you, Ed? The rib rolls were great. Were the atmosphere was great. And other than the weight, once they got everything settled, the team, the staff, the manager really took care of us. So salute to Flanagan's over there in Coconut Grove. And shout out to our guy, Joshua. That dude was salute hustling his him. ass off. Salute, Joshua. Salute, Joshua. Flanagan's, Coconut Grove. If you ever get a chance, go down and see my man, Josh. Tell him Beep sent you. Mm-hmm. He will know what is up. He's going to take great care of you. Ass off award for Joshua. Yeah, honestly. Cinefolks sure. um, should give him all that, you know. He should have won the Stugatz voicemail recording that was being offered at Moss just because of how great his service was alone. So, Joshua, you know what? If they, I think they should, you know how Stugatz likes to name top five list people? They should now be known as Joshua's Rock and Rib Rolls. Just 100%. Throwing that out there because, oh, airplane. Airplane time. Airplane mode. Uh, you know, we, we are so close to the airport that the wheels have not even gone up into the jet yet. Like, that, that's how close. I just saw the wheels still sticking out of this airplane that was taking off. Wheels up. Rise up. Yep, exactly. So, with that being said, we had a, an excellent Thursday night um, football game between the Raiders and the Rams. And I think for first down here, first down. this is our analysis. Baker Mayfield. 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 Ready, set, put. Alright, second down boys, let's talk a little college football. 
Yeah, we had the uh, the annual Army Navy game, and as a uh, you're, you're welcome, my my pleasure. Thank you. Salute to uh, to Flem, to Andy, to Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's got to be some. I know I'm missing someone else. I think we might be. I had a salute list. to them though. I had a salute list. to you. Sorry, sorry, I missed your name. This was the 123rd annual Army Navy game. What's the record here? Do we know the record of the two teams? Not off the top of my head. I'm, I'm a terrible producer, but I'm, I'm just a guest on this one. I'm not a producer. So um, I am sorry to say that Army has defeated my my mighty Navy 2017 in double overtime. This is the first overtime game in the 123 game rivalry between these two teams. And I hope you bet the under in regulation because... I think the over-under was 35, and it was 10-10 at the end of regulation. I love a good, hard-fought, you know, nose-to-the-grindstone football game with the 10-10 score that goes into double OT. Two teams just playing the triple option, you know, 78 rushes, (laughs) a half, three three passes. Yeah, hands in the dirt all day. All day long, yeah. So during the course of this 132 rivalry, even though Navy lost yesterday in this game, Navy leads the rivalry 62 to 53, and apparently there's seven ties because there probably used to be ties back in the day. There did used to be ties. No, but college football is so much smarter knowing how dumb a tie is, even though Stu Glocks loves a tie. Uh, they got rid of that pretty handedly. Go Navy, beat Army. Go Navy, beat Army. I, I agree with you there. I, I'm definitely with you on that one. Uh, but another big thing happened in college football this weekend and I and I wanted to talk about this because I was having a conversation with someone about this drunk on Friday night here at Winwood Brewing I don't know who it was but Caleb Williams just won the Heisman Trophy very deservingly so now I think that there's an argument there because this pod was kind of a a Duggan man myself from TCU that quarterback you know if it wasn't for his efforts in that double in that overtime loss uh, to KSU they're not sniffing the playoffs right now that that man put the team on his back all year. Him and Quinton, he just had he has a, a bona fide first round draft pick as a wide receiver in Quinton Johnston, and he needs his flowers. But if I'm being completely honest, Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young, they're in a completely different class from every quarterback that I've seen play college football this year, and it's crazy because they're Mahomes-esque in the way they keep plays and drives alive. They do so much work where it's like. You know, the when Mahomes lost in the Super Bowl to the Bucks, right? When the when the Chiefs lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl, how many yards did he rush for on like all those plays? Do you remember that? Like he was doing so much running around, like horizontally to keep plays alive, and that's what I see constantly from Caleb Williams, constantly from Bryce Young. His horizontal yards in that game was something like 150, but his actual net of forward yardage was like 32. Yeah, it was it was wild, and he, and it was. The offensive line was so bad, he was on a hurt ankle, but that's what Mahomes does. He he just keeps plays alive, and he always has a shot, and that's all I've seen from Caleb Williams this season and a lot from Bryce Young as well. Before Bryce Young got hurt and went down earlier this year, that's how he was playing too. Ed Bob, what, what are your thoughts on this? Bryce Young, I think for me, is the guy that I watch the most obviously. You know, watching Alabama, you all, everybody watches Alabama, so you, so you, you see him and – he just makes the game look so fluid. It looks so easy for him. When it comes to Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud and those other guys, I'm a fan of C.J. Stroud up there at Ohio State. You know, he, he definitely led the Buckeyes this season. You know, they fell short, but he he's done a really good job supporting his team. 
and being the guy that that's pushing them over the edge because their defense this year has not been great. So C.J. Stroud, he I think he did a, a hell of a job just like Caleb Williams over there in USC because I think both their teams played pretty similarly. Um, but I love to see it because I love to see these, these young black quarterbacks out here making a name for themselves, changing the way that we look at the position. Obviously, that's been happening for years now, but to see so many more young black quarterbacks coming up and being at the top of the college ranks and, you know, being in the Heisman running and being looked at as guys that are going to go to the next level, it's a good thing to see. Yeah, well, because for me, I've, if I'm being completely honest, I've never seen a set of quarterbacks stand out like this. I've never seen them where you can clearly tell, like, oh, no, these these dudes, if they're handled the, the correct and right way, because quarterback science is so inexact, right? Like, these guys could for sure have long Hall of Fame careers in the NFL if placed in the right hands with their skill level and how they play. The fact that they could run the ball as well as they do. And and, and that's that's the thing that's, that's the most – that's awesome. Running is so secondary for them, it's just a plus. Like, scrambling, getting out of the pocket, and, and it just goes to show, like – how much quarterbacks have evolved, mobile quarterbacks, I guess you would say, to where they're now learning to keep the play alive with the passing by just, you know, getting, dodging tackles, just running around however you can, and then releasing the ball um, through the air when somebody's probably, you know, wide open when there's enough time. Uh, so, you know, I, I wanted to give these guys their due here on second down. You know, we haven't had too much college football this weekend besides, you know, the game, the thank you for your service game. And, uh, yeah, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. These bo Them boys are for real, for real, which will take us into third down. Third and goal. Oh, hold on. That was terrible. Third and goal. Oh, that was even worse. All right. Let's five more tries. Third and goal. There you go. Take that one. With a segment we haven't had here on Zero Coverage in a minute, are these teams, let's talk a little bit of NFL football with, are they for real or for real, for real, okay? We've talked about the Bucks. Beep, I don't know, uh, you know, you've been hearing us talk about them. We've put them in the, we've, they're not even for real. And I think today fully cemented that with how bad they got beat down by Purdy and them boys from the Niners. I think they're faux real. Okay, B did, I, did I just add a new category? Yes, you did. Yeah. Faux real. So we have a couple faux real teams. We thought, I, I hate to say this because we love Gino, Gino Stone. You know, he's got them stones. But I think that the Seahawks are also in the category of faux real. And it's not their fault. They're a young team. You know, they're, they're, out, they're already out kicking their coverage, and they're playing way better than what anybody had expected at this point. And you're getting it from Geno Stone, which Geno Smith, for those of you who might be listening to this for, for this first time, Capo called him Geno Stone just for whatever reason because he's got stones, you know? Is he legit in the MVP conversation? I think if they didn't drop these, the, the last few losses that they've had, like especially today, losing to the Panthers the way they did, if that, that hadn't happened, he's he would be for real in that conversation. Because he's done a phenomenal job with that team. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson and how much he struggled. Geno Stone's played way better than Russell Wilson this year. And the, C the Seahawks weren't supposed to be here. They were, they were not supposed to be anywhere close to this. So Got to be in the comeback conversation, though, for yeah. you know, comeback player of the year, for real, yes, right? He, I, I, I think it's his. That, that, that award should belong to him because that long of a career. I mean, this guy's had a lot of shit talked on him. 
a ton because he was a, a New York Jet. You know, and uh, didn't he get his jaw broken by a defensive lineman, like punching him in the face? Yes. That's the only reason Gino lost his job is because somebody else broke his jaw, and then he never got his chance after that again. Nope. And and it's it's unfair because he didn't deserve that. And it's like okay, now we're gonna take it away from him. But absolutely, he is comeback player of the year. I I think that's you could easily. You're not gonna find me disputing that too much. We had a lot of different results today in the league. Um, but speaking of which teams are for real, for real, okay? The Dolphins right now, if we look at if we look at how we're doing, they still have a there's thirty se- there's thirty six seconds left, and unfortunately the Chargers have the ball with six and they're six points up. You never see that. They're typically in this position, it's flip flop. They've got you know they got to march the entire length of the field, and they're down at least uh, you know a little more than a field goal, so they need a touchdown. Uh, but we're not seeing that tonight. But I think the Dolphins are still – they're they're interesting. I think what we've seen from them lately is maybe they're not as solid as a for-real, for-real contender as we thought. So I think they're borderline with being a for-real team and a, you know, and a for-real, for-real team. What do you feel about that, Ebba? I, I still think they're for-real, for-real because they've played well. You know, they've, they've still played well. This is – you know, this was a big game, prime time. But you can't you can't teach speed, and they have speed. And come come playoff time, that's going to be a dangerous offense. I do I do think they they're probably a little a little stagnant the past few weeks. But this was this was a big test for them because I don't think the Chargers were are that great of a team. So you you can look at them sideways, but I think that everybody has a down week, and that they they've. They've done everything right so far up to this point. You know, the only games they lost were without Tua pretty much. So I, I think they'll get back on track. McDaniels will have to, to work some things out, do a little bit more coaching. This is where he's going to really have to earn his money, you know, after a couple losses. But I think if they get their heads back right, they'll be all right. Yeah. I still think they're for real, for real. I I, I, I want to place them there. They're, 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 they're But they're – slipping up a little bit they need to finish the season strong to to see if we can really have that but they've they've closed that what is it that gap that that we thought that they had with the bills the dolphins are just a better team than that let's talk about a couple beatdowns real quick today the jaguars are the most confusing team in the nfl when we you know one thing we know is that football happens but the jaguars are the definition of football happens the fact that they beat down the Titans today, thirty-six to twenty-two, after some of the uh, like, lo- after getting s- absolutely smacked by the Lions, just it's, I've been saying things about Detroit, but go ahead. Yes, you have, and you know what? I gotta say, they won today in convincing fashion. Okay, six and seven, Ed Bob. They are still alive for your prediction of ten and seven. They cannot lose another game. They have to win out the rest of the way. They won the most important game against the Jags last week. As we know, we've all been looking forward to December 4th for a minute now. Uh, but, yes, they, they, they're, they're there. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to put them in the for real category, but they are, they're faux real right now, as Beep would say. Uh, but the Vikings are not for real, for real. And I think that's that we can take that from them. The Giants aren't even for real. They're faux real. They'll, we'll throw them in that category, okay? Uh, Eagles, okay, Eagles might be for real, for real. As much as I want to, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Eagles guy. 
They are. The Niners. We said on this very podcast about, well, I think the last time we had this discussion about For Real, For Real, because we took a break from this. You know, we needed to get a lay of the land and see a few weeks of without talking about it just to come back to now to talk about this. And the Niners are exactly what we predicted. Their, their defense stacked. Offense didn't skip a beat today without Garoppolo. They put Purdy in there. His parents were crying. That looked really emotional and cool. And he went out there and did the thing. Look, mighty Purdy. He's Purdy, Purdy, Purdy good. No, salute to Brock, though. He he did his thing, what, three touchdowns it looks like? And like you said, they didn't skip a beat. Honestly, I, they might have looked better. I didn't see, but they might have looked better because that that Bucks defense isn't terrible. They're yeah, they're they're, they're not they're and what's kept them alive most and of the yeah and they they're supposed to be better than they have been this mm-hmm. season that's for sure mm-hmm. they haven't been as good as they as the billing at the at the beginning of the season but I'm pretty sure they have some injuries so that you you know that always affects you it's late in the season but that defense got smashed what 35 seven 35 to seven Purdy the last you pick in the draft <laughs> like <laughs> you guys see that picture of Tom Brady looking like he was about to get choke slammed. I did, I did see that. That was intense. That was that was a really like that just looked like a football photo. His whole life before his eyes, like why am I? His, his face in that photo looked like why am I playing football still at the age of forty five years old? That that's all I saw there from from uh from T Braid. Okay, boys, I think uh, I think you know a lot of our fans that listen to this podcast, you know, they may like to do things for what was it dolphin porpoises. Entertainment porpoises. Dolphins are porpoises, yes. Entertainment porpoises. Butchered that. I haven't heard it in a long time, so that's why. So for entertainment porpoises, those people that listen to this podcast for that reason. Wow, say that five times fast. Um, Let's get into some way too early wagers here with with fourth down or touchdown as we like to call it. Sometimes we know fourth and goal, touchdown, we go back and forth. Anyway. Touchdown! First game. Now I'm like starting to forget what games did we pick, but I got my odds open right here. First game that we have. We we talked about this team being for real versus a for real for real team. We have Niners, Seahawks, and the spread isn't that favorable for the Niners. It's only negative three or yeah, minus three and a half here. What are we thinking? We'll start off with you, Beep. Niners, Seahawks, based on some analysis you've been hearing tonight, who you think you're going? With? Niners. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think it's easier to say Niners as well. I'm sticking with the birds. I think it was just a rough week. Gino was allowed to have a rough week. We mm-hmm. we 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 forget that you know sometimes you're just off, and you know Gino can have a rough week. They're still what seven and five. I think they're still looking good. That offense, I, I like it a lot. The chemistry that the, that Gino has with the receivers is great, and I think it was just you know a hiccup today. You know the Panthers, mm-hmm. they they got some momentum, and. You know, they they let a bunch of guys go, and now I think they're just playing. They're just out there playing. Those guys are going out there and trying to get good tape for mm-hmm. next year. So yes, I think are. they're really going out there balling, and they they put they put it out there today. But Seahawks, I think they got this. All right, so let's see. Our next game here on the docket is I think we we had established that um, we were going to discuss. I believe it was Commies and the Giants. Commies and the Giants. That's true. 
And Washington has been coming on late. They look like one of the... It's crazy how with the NFL, like, the first three weeks tells you nothing. Because the Commanders look like a completely different team now. Green Lizard um, style, right? And they're playing really well. And I think that they are actually... Because of how good their defensive line is and, and defense in general and some of the receivers they have... I don't think they're necessarily for real, but I do think they're a better team than the Giants. So I'm going Commanders in this game. What's that you about? That is, I, I sentiment that. That is, um, you know, that defensive line that they have, the receivers. They have a, a pretty decent team. Well. Yeah, they have a pretty decent team other than the quarterback and the secondary. And they had that, they played, what, two weeks ago, these two teams, up in New York and tied 2020. And that was a very crucial tie. Um, NFC East currently, I keep It's out crazy. The yeah. The entire NFC East, as of right now, are in the playoffs. Wild. And they were and they were considered at the start of the season probably the, one of the worst divisions in the NFL. Every This happens every few years. Something happens. The Our division is down for a little bit. And over the offseason, you had to hear it. Oh, the NFC least. They're trash. NFC least. That was going on at the beginning of this season, if anybody remembers. I do. Now look at us. Salute to the NFC East. Ooh, salute to the NFC East. Ooh, I'm going to call an audible on one of our games real quick, but we're going to do Cowboys-Jaguars next. The Cowboys are only favored at minus four and a half. I'm going to go Giants. Cut me off. Cut me off. That's right. I'm I'm here, but I'm gonna go Giants. Thank you for your service. Sorry, dude. <laughs> G-men. The G-men. All right. Our next our next game, as I said, I'm gonna call it audible. Um, let's go Lions versus Jets. Now this is a big game because we have a Jets fan, uh, that's on this podcast, Ant, and we have rooting interest here for Ed Bob. The Jets are fi- favorite at uh, minus one, which is kind of surprising. We got White Mike versus Jared Goff. Ed Bob, start us off here. Well, I heard some interesting things about White Mike today. Apparently, he balled out. He was out there, and he was very gritty. I think he went down with a shot to the ribs early in the game, went out, came back in, got hit in the ribs again, went out, came back in, finished the game. They didn't win, but I don't think they, it was a blowout or anything. It wasn't a crazy score. And then they said he was transported to the hospital at the end of the game to go get his ribs checked up for internal bleeding. I don't know what it is about White Mike. I I like him. He's gritty. Honestly, if he was in Detroit, they'd be undefeated. But he's not. And Jared Montana is slinging the pill. They're getting healthy. Jeff Okuda is coming back on defense. He was great at Ohio State. and He's had a rough go in the NFL, but he's looking good. Uh, I believe... They're, they got a young receiver back as well just last week when they cooked the Jaguars. They're clicking on all cylinders, and Detroit is going to win this game. Sorry, Ed. All right. Um, honestly, I want, I want to say one thing, and it, it's funny how much you like White Mike, especially because, you know, you're – I like the cut of his jib. Okay, but but you're but it's funny because it's like it's it's you're the you know and as you should be you're support you've been saying all along on this podcast don't sleep on the black quarterback okay and then it's just I, I think it's funny how much you like white Mike because you know it's, it's white Mike it's a, it's a white guy he but, gets down he you know I said I I didn't like white backup quarterbacks but the thing is 
Mike should have been the starter the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's not a backup. No, he's not. No, and, it, and it's that thing of, you know, you have Robert Griffin III, but you also d- drafted Kirk Cousins, who I, you know, who I've already said. We knew, what that, we knew what that was from the get-go with old Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Robert. Kirk. Kirk. But I'm going to go in this game. Mm. Who'd you pick again? You pick the Lions. D-E-T-S. Detroit, 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 Detroit. I'm going J-E-T-S for my boy Ant Jets, Jets, Jets. Give me the Lions. (laughs) Yes, sir. I was like, which cat is that? All right. So, Beep here has the Lions. So, we got two for the Lions, one for the Jets. All right. Our next game on the docket. Um, I guess I could give it, we could, let's do two games. Why not? We're, we're, let's reward some people because I like to keep track of how cooked Aaron Rodgers is. And after what we just witnessed, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Do, um, I think it's fair to say I'm taking the Rams over the Packers. I don't care that the Packers are favored. Um, minus eight points, whatever. It's all Rams, baby. Baker's going to win the Win it. He's going to outplay Aaron Rodgers. You heard it here first. He's going to have more yardage. Completion percentage is going to be better. More tutties. And Aaron Rodgers will throw more interceptions. Heard it here first, okay? And if you want to come back on here next week and give me my flowers because I'm wrong, go for it. Whatever, but I'm not going to be. Ed, Bob? This is tough because I think both of these teams are bad. This seems like a very terrible game. What time is this game? What day is it? It's a Monday night football, baby. Not be watching that for sure. I don't I don't know if Rodgers is cooked, but he's not he's cooked this year at least cuz he's terrible. Baker uh, he led that comeback, but he got lucky and it's Baker Mayfield. He's not that guy. So um I'm going to go with the tie. Wow. I think this is the only second time on Zero Coverage history that somebody has predicted a game will end in a tie. What say you, Beep? I'm going to be a little bit of a contrarian here, and I'm going to go with the Packers. Where, where, where is the game? Uh, it looks like it might be in Green Bay. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. There, there's a lot to be said about the Lambeau mystique, especially in night games, especially prime time. I don't know. Have a feeling. Yeah, this game. This game is in Green Bay. It's good. It, it's winter time in Green Bay. So, exactly. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you're not that guy, pal. Not not in the cold. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. He may not be that guy, but Aaron Rodgers isn't that guy anymore. So I I'm Baker Mayfield. Aaron Rodgers. So Beep's got the Packers. He's going with the Pack. Okay. Now typically we do four games, but like I said. Um, we like to keep track of just the Packers' demise. At least I do. That's why that game got snuck in there. We got Cowboys-Jags. Uh, we told Barrett that there's a chance for his team to make the playoffs. Um, in the next four games, we, we said, can they go, or the next five games, can they go 4-1? and one? How would you feel? And he'd be ecstatic if they did that. Because Barrett says that the reason why they need to go 4-1, and one, or actually, now they need to go, th- sorry, they need to go 3-1, and one, is because they are trying, he's trying to get that team to eight wins. Barrett said if, my, if the Jags win eight games this year it's a win for me so um we have that 
This game, he already conceded to the Cowboys, though. And that's who, that's, uh, who that, I'm going, that, That's a smart move. Yeah, that's who I'm taking as well. They're favored at minus four and a half here. The game is in Jacksonville, but typically when the Cowboys play the Jaguars, the Cowboys win. Uh, what's a you? Cowboys are going to double that up. Mm-hmm. Double up plus? Double up plus four. Double up plus four. What say you, Ed Bob? I mean, we already know this. It's going to be the Cowboys. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. They looked rough today. Davis Mills. Ooh. But Trevor... I don't know. You know, that, that Houston team has heart. They play with heart. They, their hand is firmly in the dirt all the time, and, you know, they're eating a lot of dirt, too. Their mouth might be in the dirt a little bit also, but they're trying. They are. Salute to Lovey Smith because he's, he's been doing his thing there. Salute, Lovey. Does anyone else in the NFL have a better beard than Lovey Smith? Can we can we just say that right now? No one. No. I I think uh we I think we might even be able to say he's he has the best beard ever in NFL history. No, no. Brett Brett Kiesel from the old Steelers in like the early mid 2000s. Oh my God. And he he would grow that thing every year and shave it off every year for charity. For those of you listening at home, go Google a picture of Brett Kiesel, Pittsburgh Steelers. It is phenomenal. The guy looks like Jason Jason Worth on steroids. Okay, I'm gonna have to look. Well, him he, up. He, he may have been on steroids. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's not very possible. Man. I forgot his very name. possible. What's his name? Brett Kiesel. Brett. K i e k e i s e l. Football defensive end. Oh, I can already see his beard in this yeah, little picture. Yeah, it's, oh. it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's. You know, Would honestly, you want him meeting you in a dark alley. Not at all. But what's what's more impressive is how with how massive his beard is. That mustache is like. Even more impressive. It stands out. It's thicker. It's bolder. It's wow. This is the most beautiful beard I've ever seen. He would come into the season clean shaven and grow that by the end of the year, and then shave it off at, after the season for charity. That's a man's. Yeah, beard. his mustache is like ten times better than my sixteen-year-old mustache. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel like my voice just got deeper just by looking at him. Brett Kiesel. Brett Kiesel. Brett Kiesel. And that's going to do it for another exciting episode of Zero Coverage. This is the Legion of Zoom. Your buddy's talking tutties. Tonight we had the honor of all being in person. I've never recorded a podcast in person before with all of us. It's always just been through Zoom, so this is a new experience. Uh, We have Beep Count from New Mexico here in Miami. Beeping it. We have Ed Bob from God's Country, Virginia, also out here in Miami. Yes, sir. We're down here. And then we have myself, Pal Crisol, as well from Miami. We had an exciting time at Moss. What I wanted to say is, we all know, um, rest in peace, Grant Wall. Salute to Grant Wall. He was a great guy, a big part of Metal Ark, and yeah, salute to Grant Wall. And 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 on that note, um, we also want to say that, uh, you know, our thoughts are with Mike Leach. Um, There's news coming out that he's in critical condition, and as fans of the show, he's provided us with, you know, many laughs just based on the person he is. So um, I hope his family's doing as best they can um and, and we just wanted to make sure we you know i'm glad i'd love to do this so we could put some good, good yeah just wanted to you know send respect to some of the people that have made us laugh and that have just been here to to bring us together 